Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. Today, you are not going to want to miss this one. This is Rafael Lugo and what a story. So we're going to bring him on in just a moment, but first a couple of announcements. If you haven't had the opportunity to grab my free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you do that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you're coming to Hawaii, specifically to the big island, definitely come see me on one of my big island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using my advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And without further ado, bringing on Raphael. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm super excited to be here with you and your community. I'm so pumped. Oh, me too. Well, let me share with our audience your bio because they're going to understand like why I'm excited <laughs> for this one. Okay, so Rafael Lugo is a Bronx, New York native hip-hop artist with a lifetime of contact experiences with non-human entities. Since the early age of five, he has been visited by a number of ETs, some of which include the greys, tall greys, insectoid mantis beings, and hybrid children. Although it's not certain why he is being visited, he strongly believes he is part of what some would call the hybridization program. His artist's name, Skits, the PLK, Prophet Lucid King, has gone from gangster rap to what he calls high vibrational multidimensional hip hop. Using his abilities to make positive music is now his main medium of educating the masses about his contact with our family from the stars. The music conveys a message of peace, love, and positivity, while at the same time enlightening those that listen with the knowledge handed down from the stars. For the last couple of years now, Raphael has been doing everything in his power to further educate the people in a more personal way with a weekly podcast called The Hybrid Podcast, a Facebook group called CE5 ET Connection, calling all hybrids and is currently in the post-production stages actually it, it's out already um of a mini documentary about his contact experiences we're going to talk about that um and all of this is for a mission of sharing with others the truth about our star family wow <laughs> so much so, so much good stuff because um awesome. yeah i can't wait um please first though just so everyone understands your background like how did you grow up spiritual religious something else um because yeah. you know, your experiences are not normal you know mainstream america right for sure for sure no 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 i get it i get it um yeah i'll be happy to tell you a little bit about my upbringing so i was raised i'm, I'm currently in in denver colorado right now and i spent uh, i spent a long time in Oviedo, florida and orlando area about 10 years before i got here and before that i was raised and pretty much spent all of my life in Bronx, New York in, in, in the early days. Now, as far as my religious background, I have no problem saying that I was raised a Jehovah Witness, but if I'm going to be completely honest, because of my experiences as a kid, it was really hard to be in such a strict religion with such strict rules. I would, um, you know, get visited by 
short, four foot tall beings when I was a child and I really didn't know what was happening. So obviously fear was a really big factor at that time. I wasn't educated on the subject or anything. And um, every time I would try to express this to my family, because they also wasn't educated on the subject and it was so heavy into the religion. It would either be demonic entities that were coming after me at night, which pretty much caused more of an issue growing up because when you're being told as, as a child that the people that are coming to get you at night or or the things that are communicating with you seem to be demonic or evil in nature, even though the experiences might not be hurtful or harmful, the psychological experience of me listening to my parents or you know, friends or family or cousins at the time that I was trying to say, sisters or whatever, trying to talk to, and they would tell me, nah, it's just a bad dream or it's demonic. So my whole life, I kind of had this idea of negativity is chasing me. And it's yeah. always it's always something negative that wants to get a hold of me. When in reality, I was just being prepped for something that I'm currently having the pleasure to be doing right now, which is getting people more aware of the connections that we might have with our star family. And I do call them my star family because I do know that they're connected to me in a real family-like way. But even if they wasn't connected to me, like uh, a father, a brother, a sister, the love that they show when we're in meditation and that, and that, and that, way that they're able to like hijack your nervous system just to explain to you how much they love you. It's it's almost a feeling that it's hard to express. It's hard to really, really try to explain to people. I mean, I've had, I've, I have two kids and I've had the pleasure to watch them both be born. And I love them with all my heart. I've been with my wife for 20 years, love her with all my heart and soul. But the amount of love that I felt from this being does not match in yeah. any way, shape or form the kind of human love that I would express on this plane right now. Yeah. So even though growing up was rough and I kind of would say I probably developed a lot of PTSD in my early years, my early 20s, because of my upbringing and religion. I don't fault my family in any way, shape or form. I do understand that they're just following their religion and their beliefs and they're trying to take care of me and, and make sure that, you know, I mean, some of the things I was saying, you would assume is mental illness or something like that, or, or a person might be struggling with, with just acting out for attention. You know, I was a child and um sorry let me just turn this yeah. off and uh, i apologize and um when i'm trying to convey that to them and they're just telling me no this is what it is and whatever i was experiencing was not matching that energy the confusion also came into play so it's like okay they're demonic but they're not hurting me they're bringing me back safe i'm not really i'm just being taught lessons and things like that so it's like i really didn't get a chance to understand so although they love me they care for me i guess they really kind of i wouldn't say dropped the ball but didn't have the proper education to be able to handle the experiences that i was having yeah well and i would say probably i mean most most of society our society but even you know around the world probably would be a very similar experience because it's not i mean it's 
been taboo, number one. And people haven't understood what the experience is. Um, sure. So I, number one, I just want to say, I completely understand that love that you feel from them. Because when I first met my Arcturians, it's the most pure love I have ever felt. And I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do think it was an Arcturian being that connected with me. So I was in meditation in my recording studio. I must have been like maybe a year into really heavy meditating for contact at this time. And I'm just in my recording studio, just normal day. I wanted to meditate before I came up with the music. And just the way it happens for me is my mind's eye would be completely dark. And then out of nowhere, just a little bit of a face would poke out the darkness. And it would be like just this beautiful, very chalky, pale face with huge, very big blue eyes, small slender nose, two holes where the nostril would be, very small mouth, indented in ears, and an elongated head. I don't know if it's an Arturian, but that's kind of what it was showing me. And then all of a sudden, I feel as if um, I see this, the way I can explain it is from the right side of my mind, it's like a photograph is passing my face. Okay. And when the photograph passes my face, the minute it's in front of my, my eyes, I'm in the scene. I can feel the wind. I can feel the anything that this being is trying to show me, which at this time, I believe it was trying to show me where it lived, like its planet. Like yeah. I live here, it's so beautiful. Like, look at it, it's showing me, I'm seeing colors I can't even explain I've seen and just this beautiful sky with like two massive planets or moons in it. And then all of a sudden it's showing me its child mm -hmm. and it's saying, this is my kid, I wanna introduce you. And we're having this beautiful kind of mental connection and at the end of this picture, almost sliding, and this is all, I'm saying it's slow, but it happened like a download, like an okay. instant package of information, like yeah. really quick. I'm saying yeah. it's slow, but that's because that's the way I interpreted it, but I guarantee it was probably two seconds. Uh -huh. And um, it said to me telepathically, this is how much I love you. And it, I'm telling you, it hijacked my nervous system. I felt as if every cell in my body was being hugged. At the same time, it felt like a boa constrictor of love was wrapping itself around me. I felt like my whole body was vibrating and falling asleep. I can almost feel it, like a couple of inches off my body radiating the amount of love that it was giving me. And then it, it kind of like funnily, like really funny said, and that was only 30%. And then the connection was off. <laughs> like if I gave you 100%, you would have passed out. And then I just came out of this experience just crying and just like, oh my God, that experience was so beautiful. Now, if I were to explain that to somebody, they would just be like, yeah, dude, you took a mushroom or something. You were just, uh, and I was, no, it was just all meditation. And so that was one of the contacts I've had. So that's what I mean by overwhelming love. It's just this, it's, they hijack the, the feeling that you get when you love somebody hijack times a thousand on voltage. <laughs> Wow. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so, okay, let's go back to where you're, I guess, in your 20s and you're you're still kind of in fear response about this. So what what how did you get yourself out of the fear and start realizing that it was something different? Super, super great question. Um, so at the time, some of the things that I was doing was kind of 
ridiculous now that I think about it, but I would hide like kitchen knives in certain areas of the house. Like I would put one under the, in the kitchen, hiding in a cabinet, one, one behind a newspaper or on a coffee table behind the TV and one in my bedroom, because I always felt as if I can be taken at any time in any room. And before, once again, before I had the knowledge of what was happening to me, it was always felt like a violation like I was being kidnapped at all times. And um, so I just always wanted to be like, okay, if, 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 if I see the light, I could grab a knife that's really close. So I saw this documentary and I forget the name of it. And it, it just drives me crazy that I don't know the name of this documentary, but it just really made me cry because it was the first time that I saw things that I was experiencing that mm -hmm. other experiencers were talking about. It felt like they were talking about my life. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. And there was this one um, psychiatrist and I just, for, for the for the life of me, I can't remember his name, but his name popped up and I just paused it. And I just remember going to Google and just searching up his name and just finding his, his practice and calling his number. And in my mind, I just assumed that I was going to get a secretary or an answering machine. And of course, he picks up the phone. Like the guy I'm watching in this documentary ends up picking up the phone and I'm just uh, really flustered. I'm like, um, um, I don't, but, um, and I'm trying to get my words out. And he just tells me, take a deep breath mm -hmm. and start from the beginning. Just tell me everything. So I just like, I just regurgitate everything that's happened to me tomorrow. Okay, so this is happening. I've been visited by the Greys and I've seen this and they, they take me straight through the wall and, and I'm, I'm telling them everything. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? You're saying a lot of things that I've heard from other experiencers that you can't really find online. You can't really read in books. They're like the trigger things that other researchers that are really deep in the field, they know that when they hear it, they go, oh, he, I don't know how he heard that because that's hard to find right. out. Right. So he was like, I want to, I want to introduce you to somebody. I want to send your, um, send your email to somebody if you don't mind. Her name was Miss Denise Stoner. And at the time I didn't know her, but she's written multiple books on the subject and she's been in ufology for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking once again, oh, it's going to take like a week or two for her to contact me. And within three hours, I get an email. Hey, can I call you? Your story is super interesting. So I give her a call instantly. I once again tell her the same thing I told the psychiatrist. And she goes, listen, I'm telling you right now from what you're telling me, you're having experiences. You're definitely mm -hmm. a contactee. Um, you're not alone. And she, she, I even told her about the knives that I told you now. She said, put those knives away before you hurt somebody and put flashlights where the knives are because the little grays don't like it when you shine lights in their eyes. And she's giving me tips. And for the first time, for the first time, Mm -hmm. I felt validated, like, oh, my God, instead of calling me crazy, yeah. they're saying they're giving me tips on how to help myself. So it's like so after after I'm having this conversation and I'm feeling super like, oh, my gosh, for the first time this is happening. Mm -hmm. This is cool. She asked if she could come to my home. 
And she comes to my home about a week later with the head MUFON investigator for Florida at the time, which was Miss Terry Lynch. And they both come to my house and they do a proper investigation of the grounds. They check the soil samples. They asked me specific questions. They mm -hmm. pulled out paperwork and we did some studies on radiation and electromagnetics. I was able to like move a needle with my palm. I was able to drain batteries. Um, a lot of weird things would happen. Like I'd be walking the dog at night and like streetlights would go out when I would walk under them. And I wouldn't know why. And then she would tell me, <laughs> by any chance, do streetlights turn off when you're around? Because you're like draining my batteries. And I was like, well, yeah. The, uh, it just so happens they do. Every light bulb in my house, if, if you could put four light bulbs in a vanity mirror or whatever, there's only yeah. one that works in every light in my house. Because for some reason, I just... I I don't do well around electromagnetics, especially when I'm doing a lot of meditation and I'm heavy in a high vibrational state. So yeah. I'm, I'm telling her all this and she's validating me. And she said, you know what? Come to uh, experience a meeting. I think it'll be good for you, you know? And in going to this private meeting, Miss Kathleen Martin was there. I think is the niece of Benny Barty Hill. I always mess up her last name but um she was there and a couple of other experiencers and we were just going around telling our stories to each other and i just remember sitting there in that moment and going whoa yeah you, you feel like i feel and you struggled but you got out of it and you figured it out and it just the sense of community ended up automatically making me go okay maybe i can figure this out so i go home and I'm meditating on it. And I go, how do I figure out what's happening to me in a deep way? And once again, during this meditation, I see this little white light in the darkness of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm just focusing on this little pin of light. And then all of a sudden it rushes and engulfs my whole body. And I'm just full of white light. I, all around me is white light. And I shoot like my something pulls me out of my body. I'm instantly in the center of the Milky Way galaxy floating. And I'm getting this perspective of me watching myself floating in the middle. So I got like this third person view of myself yeah. out of body, out of body. And it's kind of weird. And all of a sudden, I know exactly what like I know exactly what it's like to feel everything all at once everywhere. So mm -hmm. I knew what it was like to be a blade of grass in the middle of a field, uh, and at the same time, I instantly knew what it was like to be the left wing on a butterfly's back. I knew everything all at once, and I shoot. Once I get this feeling, it's like I shoot, and I'm floating above this car. And I'm watching this guy do drugs or like this, doing the mannerisms of starting drugs or preparing himself for drugs. And my music is playing in the background. Then I'm shot into a house and there's this person like arguing with his wife and a lot of negativities and kids crying in the bedroom. And my music again is playing in the background. And then I get this sense of you don't know how far the vibration of what you're sending out in your music is going like mm -hmm. you might think you're just being cool talking about whatever because it sounds great and it's hip and it's current but when people listen to it they're revving up to do evil things and i instantly shot back into my body and i knew i couldn't do any negative 
hip hop music again. Like my career yeah. was basically over at that time. Like I couldn't stand, <laughs> I couldn't stand the fact that I had to make that music anymore. So I sat down and I was like, I wonder if it's possible if I can just never curse again. And, and, and I want to say this, like, I'm not a person that hates on that kind of music. I mean, I come from there. So if you do negative music on your own spare time, or if you if you find yeah. a certain, it's, it's cool, that's your path and I don't knock it. I actually enjoy some of it, not the really heavy, crazy stuff, but there's still some stuff that resonates. And um, I don't knock you for doing it, but me personally, since I was shown what was happening on a really deep level, I was feeling it, knowing what it was like for the female in the scene, knowing what, what it was like for the drug addict. At the same time hearing it, I knew I just couldn't be a part of this no more. And I wrote the song called Calling All Hybrids, which is basically, it just came to me almost, I, I don't want, I hate saying this, but it feels like a download because yeah. it takes me a long time to write. And for some reason, this one came out like water. I just, it just always just so easy for me to write the song and I produced the, the track and then I put it out on SoundCloud and at first it didn't really get too much attention. It still only has like a thousand listens or nothing. But what I found interesting was the emails that I started getting out of nowhere from people that going, dude, like, I feel like this is a beacon calling out to me. Like you're talking about stuff that nobody knows about. And, 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 I get another email, hey dude, like you don't know, but I just want to thank you for saving my life because I was getting ready to like hurt myself severely. And I heard your music almost like it was just on the, it just popped up in my feed and I felt like I wasn't alone. And then instantly email after email, I started realizing, oh, I'm really good at making music, not so I can make a ton of money and become a baller with a Lamborghini, but it's because I'm supposed to be telling people about what's happening to me. And even still then, I wasn't really talking to people about what was really, I would tell my friends like, hey, ET's coming, but I found it so easy to like, just kind of unload in my art. And then what I noticed was I just, another track and that was easy. And then another song all about love. And then another song all about distractions. And then all of, and then all of a sudden I get people that don't even listen to alien stuff or watch documentaries about alien stuff. And they're like, hey man, I'm loving your lyrics and I'm loving this beat, but what's an insectoid? Or And I'm like, just look it up, man. <laughs> what's, how do you, what's quantum reality and, I can really change my life by thinking about it. Like I was, yeah, man, you can. And it's just, it's like, that's when I realized, okay, this is the mission. I got to get out there. And not only do I want to make sure that I connect with people that might feel lost or alone. And then all of a sudden they hear somebody, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm an artist. I can draw. Oh, wait a minute. I love to dance. Maybe I could do an interpretive dance or mm -hmm. I'm a great communicator. Let me do a podcast and interview others. Like you start realizing that art is a great medium for you to like really get your message out there. And then just like, just like finding myself, I found my path and I just understood that, okay, I know what I'm doing for the next 25 years of my life. What are you doing? So that's pretty much where it was at. Wow. So I'm sorry for the ramble, but that's- Oh, yeah. no, no, that was incredible. And I mean, number one, the whole, the, you getting to see the direct impact that your gangster rap had 
in a, I guess we'll call it a negative way. Because at the higher perspective, there is no good or bad, but in a, in a way that's not like benefiting humanity, right? And I mean, there's so much power in the words that are spoken, so much power in the energy of sound frequency. And, you know, they have all the studies with the water and with the... You know, Cymatics the, and all that. Yep, 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 yep. Right. And so just, I mean, how incredibly powerful that you got to experience being all of everything at one time and, and understanding and then coming back and being able to shift, right? And go a different direction. And I, I just I just felt like I would be doing more damage than good. No matter how much I love the genre, I love the music, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't serving my purpose. And and it, it instantly felt like, oh, I'm here to work. I'm yeah. not here to play games. <laughs> I'm here to work. <laughs> so and okay, so now when I guess did you realize that you were part of the hybridization program? Because actually I I am also part of the hybridization program. Wow, that's cool. I, it's very rare that I get a chance to like speak with other people that have been a part of the program. So yeah. I don't want to give too much away because there is a, a, a huge portion of this in the documentary, but I yeah. will give enough to where we can have yeah. a, a you know a great conversation about it. So the reason why I believe to be in a hybridization program, okay, so I was in the driveway just out of nowhere. I just remember going to sleep one night and then all of a sudden I'm in my driveway and I have my oldest son, but at the time he was about five or six, he's currently 13. Mm -hmm. So, and, and he, I was for some reason just holding his hands in the driveway and I see just this massive crap. And I'm thinking in my head, how is it that nobody can see this craft so big? Like, all you have to do is, like, peek out a window and you can see a football field floating above your house. And it's crazy. It was just so big of a craft. It was circular disc. It, it, uh, the color of it was um, matte black, like really flat gunmetal black. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have no signs of rivets or, like, like, it was just a very, like, just one whole piece of metal with indentations within it that had light emanating out of it. Okay. and um like this mist i just remember this mist coming off of it that looked like violet and purplish in colors and it had like a sparkle to it i like to call i like to explain it like electrified mist okay. it just looked like electric mist coming off this thing and then all of a sudden boom i flash and i'm in this hallway and I'm just walking down this very long hallway and my son is walking and I'm holding my son's hand and we're perfectly fine. The hallway looks like it has atmosphere. I can't see no light. There's no, yeah. it's just lit. It's just, I, it's just lit. And um, it's just a long hallway. It felt like it went on forever. I saw some movement at the end of the hallway, but I couldn't tell if it was, you know, people or other extraterrestrial beings and um to the left of me is this really tall extraterrestrial which i call the tall grays i used to call them tall whites but and then i did my research and i found out what a what a tall white is and it definitely wasn't what i was in contact with at the time mm -hmm. so the way i would like to explain it is tall gray and it just has the same face as a gray but it's smaller in size and a long neck, like very long neck, um, skinny body, long fingers. The fingers, I remember the fingers wrapping around my hand 
in a way that they was just super long, like an extra nub on me easily. They were about seven and a half, eight feet tall. And the one on my left was holding my hand and the one on the right was identical. They looked identical and it was holding my son's hand. And they proceed to walk us down this hallway. We're not scared. Mm-hmm. We don't feel any kind of fear in any way, shape or form. We just kind of like, okay, cool. Just walking down this hallway with these cool dudes. And you know, it is what it is. And then on the right wall, there's just a window and it's just an open kind of two-way mirror. I I know it to be a two-way mirror because I entered the room, but at the time I just saw it as a window peering in. And as I'm looking inside of this window, inside of this, what I now know to be a room, I can see it looks like a daycare, identical to a daycare. And it has a rocking chair inside of it. It almost looks like the waiting room for a child's hospital or or a child's dentist office, like murals on the wall of animals in a conga line and like toys in the corner and just a rocking chair in the middle. Mm-hmm. And there's this like arch doorway on the inside of this room. And then the gray on the right proceeds to walk my son into this room. And my son sits down, knows exactly where to sit down. Mm -hmm. He sits down and I ask him to this day, he has no conscious recollection of this. So to him, it never happened. It's just a story that dad says, but (laughs) he sits down and um, I see these two hybrid children walk into the room where the archway is and they have like a hospital gown on, I would like to say, but it looked like gauze and it looked like it was attached to their body really tight, almost like a mummy, but it wasn't wrapped. It was just like a body and it looked like gauze and they had very thin hair. They looked a little bit more human, but mm-hmm. I can tell they were hybridized just due to the double size of the eyes and the smaller mouth and yeah. the way the head is a little bit more teardrop shaped. Very human, but very unhuman at the same time. Like your eye has a way of catching, like there's, there's not a perfect hybrid out there. They're going to mess up the earlobe. They're going to mess up the nostrils. Something's going to be off, right? They're going to get it perfectly right. And um, I'm watching these and they sit down kind of in a formation, a circular formation, and they proceed to kind of teach my son how to move things with his mind. There's like a little white object floating in the middle and they're kind of playing catch without touching it and passing it to each other. And then all of a sudden I'm gestured to walk into the room and I sit down in a rocking chair. And that's when I noticed I was in, it was a two-way mirror because I was able to see myself sitting in the rocking chair at this time where the mirror was. And um, through the reflection, I can see what I know to be a hybrid woman Mm -hmm. come in with a child and she's holding the baby. She looks beautiful, perfectly fine, just thin hair, like in a bun going up, but very thin Mm -hmm. Um, eyes, not triple the size, but double the size. Knows a little bit, a, a little bit better of a hybrid-looking woman, but definitely hybrid. And she hands me a baby. She hands me a bottle. I can sense the tall gray in the room, staring at me, not in a menacing way, but if you're, if you don't understand what's happening, it could feel like, yeah, like okay. I'm just staring at you, dude. Like so, it just felt like I was really being intensely watched. And I'm handed this baby. And what I can see is like the eyes indented in a little bit. It was alive, but it was very frail, pale skin. It looked hybrid. I get this sense of like, 
I think this is my baby in a way. And it's trying to like, it wants me to bond with it. Like it's sick. Do whatever humans do to like fix it type yeah. deal. Like we know things, but we don't know the emotional part of it. And like the bottom part is what I get the sense of. And I tried to feed the bottle to the baby, but the baby ain't having it. And I'm kind of like looking at them and trying and looking at the baby and looking up and I'm, I'm just kind of confused. And then boom, flash again. I don't remember anything. And I'm back in this like auditorium. It okay. looks exactly like an auditorium. There's like a step stool, like a, it looks like a college lecture hall auditorium, kind of the way the yeah. steps, the, the, seat, the seating was. Yeah, and the chairs were attached to the wall. If that makes sense, it was like a scoop that okay. came out of the wall, and you kind of just sat in the scoop. Yeah. Had no armrest, but I'm sitting in the scoop, and I can. And there's this lady sitting next to me. She's this very obese woman from Brooklyn, and she's we're just having a conversation. Like she's yeah. not a hybrid. We're just like, yeah. "Hey, you from Brooklyn? I'm from the Bronx." We're like, "Oh, yeah, it's cool." We're like talking. And I can see in other places, there's like other forms of twos and threes, but nobody's really sitting together, but, mm -hmm. the, but, but the pairs. Okay. And I'm looking down and there's the, this, this deck and on this deck, there's a table and on the table is a really small black box. It looks like a black cube just mm -hmm. on the table. And in comes this being walking into this is again, another archway no door just walking in and it the best way i can explain it it was it just looks like a jelly like creep like a jelly like it's a form of a person mm -hmm. so you can see the form of a person but it, it, it's like if a person had no bones and all of their insides was made out of some some sort of liquid okay it, it was moving like like that kind of like in a jelly like if you don't have bones kind of moving and then the liquid inside was very sparkly Okay. And very like it had sparkles and lights in it, and the body was very made of light. Mm -hmm. And but it, I can see like the outside jelly skin, like a jellyfish, and then I can see like the inner workings of the light. But there's no organs and stuff like that. And then the head, I couldn't see no eyes or anything, but it was almost like a flicker of a flame. It was like a, just just like a head that would just move in the same way the body was moving, mm -hmm. and is walking towards this table, and it gestures with his hand to the box. And out comes this hologram, biggest, best looking H-A-K hologram that you could possibly think of, of the world, like it's the earth. And okay. the earth is spinning slowly in this hologram. And I'm just in awe of how beautiful this hologram is. And then all of a sudden this little meteor comes out of the corner of the room, hits the earth and the earth explodes. And Ooh. then this being says telepathically in my head, when this happens, you will all have a job to do. And then instantly I get this flash of me in a field, like a football field or just a very big field, open field with a lot of people, so many people, just a sea of people. It looks like Woodstock amount of people. And we all have our palms up facing the sky. And there's this huge light coming towards like a huge meteor looking thing coming towards the earth. And when we all put our palms up, it explodes.
Okay. And then instantly I'm back in my driveway. My son has his legs wrapped around. He's his head is on my shoulder. He's knocked out and I'm holding him like you would hold the baby sleeping after an event or something. Yeah. And I see slowly see the UFO float away. So that's when every time I research that and I look it up or I say it to other researchers, the only thing that comes up is the hybridization uh, program. So, yeah. so that would be, <laughs> that would be that, that's a big yes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, just how incredible, because that is one of the things that other people that have been able to meet their hybrid children, like, because, and that's one of the things that they want part of our DNA for is the emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Because they spread out their emotions. And so um, they don't know how to nurture the that's way what that, I yeah. that we do. And so, yeah, when people, whether they remember it or not, you know, those of us in the hybrid program, we are nurturing those children and interacting with them. And so, wow. Um, <laughs> okay. So the, the documentary, let's yeah. talk about that because that, it just came out and what it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime currently. It's, it's doing well. I'm super excited about it. And yeah. It's a long time coming. The 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 synchronicities that led up to that documentary being made. It's just crazy if you don't mind me explaining yeah, that a little I bit. Love, I would love <laughs> because I strongly believe in like manifestation and 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 your yeah. emotions and your thoughts actually do, you know, with the proper action and the proper techniques, you can actually make miracles happen and like your dreams yeah. come true type deal. Yeah. So I just remember we me and me and my beautiful wife Melissa, we lived in Florida. Florida. We was having these experiences, but it was hard to talk. She's heavily Christian background and my background religiously. It's, it's really hard to talk to our family. She hasn't had too many experiences, but she does remember, you know, a, a certain experience that happened to her. And okay. I, you know, I'll let her talk about it. I don't know if she's really wants to get it out there, but it, it, it had to do with the wanding of the belly and and like when she was pregnant with my with my second child and mm -hmm. she she believes to have little memories of little hybrid girls like sitting next to her at a table and little things like that to where i'm like oh yeah yeah no i can see that you're you're with me so i can see it happening like they're covering me they're two for one special over here so <laughs> so um we used to watch this 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 um I, I call it like YouTube for kind of like ET and like all the metaphysical and esoteric knowledge stuff, which is called Gaia TV. Yeah. And we used to watch Gaia. <laughs> so we used to watch a lot of Gaia, like Gaia all the time, Gaia, 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 all about Gaia. And I just remember saying one day, one day, I'm gonna work for Gaia. I'm gonna do something with Gaia because this is this is where I need to be. I do entertainment. So it's like they're like one of the leaders in this kind of content for entertainment and i'm like if you're in the entertainment business and this is what you do like this is where you want to be so it's like a beat it was a beacon for me at the time so when covid happened mm -hmm. we started saving up money and we was we got the relief money and all that stuff and we was just tired of the florida life and the way the florida was handling the covid restrictions and all the stuff that was happening and we was just like you know what it's time for a change we don't really know anybody anywhere really we can go it's either florida or like new york and we wasn't doing that so we was like you know what let's just 
why don't we just go as close to Gaia as we humanly can? Okay. So we just found out where yeah. Gaia was. We just found out where Gaia was located, and it was in Boulder, Colorado. And then yeah. I just told my wife, you know what? Let's just find the closest house we can find to that location because it's all about proximity, right? So yeah. I just figured the closer we could get, maybe a thing pops up where they're looking for, you know, volunteers or something, and we could just we're there and through there we'll get a job. We'll just figure it out. And sure enough, she found a space about 15, 20 minutes away from, from Colorado, and we lived there. Now, at the time, there wasn't no jobs. There wasn't really nothing we could do for, for you know, for Gaia, but we knew we wanted to do something. So we would just check their website from time to time, and sure enough, our, our position opened up for the cafeteria, which is exactly what my wife was doing was she was in food service for years so she was like you know what it's not what i normally get paid but mm -hmm. it's what we came out here to do so let me just fill out the application see what happens whatever she fills out the application she gets the job so i'm a little jealous i'm like hey wait a minute what about me you know i want to get a job so i'm happy for her but at the same time i'm not gonna lie it was a little took me like a day or two to be like you know what what about me miss lady but then once i got over that feeling i was like you know what is a blessing you're there everything's all good you're in proximity i mean if you're in the cafeteria everybody comes to lunch you're gonna see everybody that we see so sure enough she worked there for two years and in the process of working there she got to know everybody she got to know some of the hosts to the shows that we used to watch. She got to know some high-level executives at Gaia and stuff like that. And it just so happens that one of the head producers of Gaia was in the cafeteria one day mm -hmm. speaking about, hey, I'm thinking about doing a documentary about contactees, but I don't know too many people in the area that has any significant experiences. And my wife was just in earshot of that. And she goes, well, I, I don't mean, I just figured, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'll just say something if you don't mind. And he was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Shoot. You, do you know somebody? And he was like, yeah, my wife is, uh, excuse me, my husband has had contact for, you know, years since like the age of five with ET. He's been validated by MUFON. He's been, you know, researched by other investigators. And, and he was like, wait a minute, I'm a MUFON investigator. Um, I can look up. So he immediately went home that night, researched yeah. my name. Sure enough, my story was on there. It was, you know, positively, positively, positively validated by Miss Denise Stoner at the time, which was working with Move On with Terry Lynch. So he was like, dude, I want to come to your house and like, like, talk to you. I think you might be perfect for this documentary. And at the time it was supposed to be a documentary about a, a whole bunch of experiences. Okay. And then he comes over, I'm showing him my music in my recording studio. He's like, dude, this is sick. And I'm just, I'm telling him my story and he's like, oh my God, that happened. And oh, th this researcher said this. And before you know it, he was just like, you know what, man, I was going to ask you to be, you know, one of the people in the documentary. I kind of want to just do the documentary about you. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be a docu-series or if it's going to be a, a, a full-blown documentary, but whatever I'm doing just became about you. And I just was like, wow. I mean, okay. So we went from being in Florida and COVID and not knowing anybody at Gaia to just 
following the beacon and just follow just following our hearts and synchronicity super hard to have two kids and like move without knowing anybody having any friends so it's, and especially when it's like i'm an east coast dude i was born in new york and now i'm a west coast guy so it's like to be that far away and we had to drive the u-haul ourselves across the country and i've never done that before while pulling my car so it's like i'm almost dying on the road like what did i sign up for like you know but it's like now I look back and the documentaries out now is getting great feedback and great attention. It's helping a lot of people. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's, it's, it's almost like I got this new, this new like tank of gas ready to like shoot to like to moon and back and just kind of yeah. just tell everybody, listen, you're powerful. I just, I just explained how I didn't know if I was going to be a part of Gaia. Now I'm a Gaia ambassador and I was invited to events to help with like social media stuff. And it's like to be from watching this, to being now working and, and be able to call some of these people friends, like good yeah. friends of mine. It's like dream come true stuff. So for anybody listening out there that might believe that it's not possible to like change your whole setting or, or, or it's not possible to like, Oh, that's, I wish I can do that. Well, you can't just do yeah. it. <laughs> I like, I love that so much because um so my husband and i we moved from washington state to hawaii in the middle of covid and there you go <laughs> i mean so that's so crazy right so like so many juicy tidbits here for people because you know not only like you you didn't let anything stop you and you didn't know how it was going to happen right you just not knew. at all I just had it in my heart. Yeah, I just had it go. Yeah, and um, well, and now I know Gaia is one one of the um, networks or you know apps that I am always watching, and I have a huge dream to be on Gaia (laughs) on the TV. Dream will come true. I can feel it. I can feel it. It's gonna happen. (laughs) I just like you are such a huge inspiration and. You know, one of the things that when people come on my UFO tours, um, I have I am able to educate right about who these ETs are, and really, my one of my missions is to change that fear-based narrative that people have been spreading. You know, the media, Hollywood have been perpetuating this, the government, and so. I love, and and also one of the things that I share is that even people like Whitley Strieber and Travis Walton, who originally, when they had their experiences, they were in fear about it. But now, 30 some years later, they have come around as well. They understand it from that higher perspective. And so just because someone feels victimized or feeling like they are being taken against their will, my understanding is no, we sign up for everything at a soul level contract. I signed up for that. I say it all the time. I didn't know at the time, but before yeah. I jumped into this planet, they were like, hey, you cool with doing this? Uh, yeah, okay, cool. And they laughed at me on the way there. They were like, this guy doesn't know what he's about to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but they, yeah, I, signed, I definitely signed the contract. I know that now. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and one of the things, because we, before we got on, um, I don't know if this is something that you know, and if so, fantastic, but maybe our audience doesn't, is that 
often the people that are part of the hybridization program, we have lives as the Zetas, and that's why we are now agreeing to come into this human reality to be part of this experience. Well, and so that, that would make sense. That would make yeah. sense. I actually have like what I would consider. I, I used to think it was a dream a long time ago, but now I just know it's a memory. I can just feel it. I um I want to say that I believe that in my past life. I was definitely an ET. This might have been my actual, my first incarnation as human on this planet. I'm not sure if that's actual, actually accurate. I haven't done the work to really go in, but the only memory I have of a past life was I'm, I'm in this canoe. It's like, um, it's, it feels like it's made out of wood, but it's a brown canoe and I can see my hands. I instantly kind of, and it's funny. It's funny how this memory is. It's, it feels like I had the memory while being myself on this planet, mm -hmm. but and then I almost melted into the memory whilst, while knowing I was myself on this planet because I looked at myself like, like if you was in a, like if you had a memory of being a different person, you wouldn't be weird to yourself right. <laughs> in that memory. You wouldn't look at your hands and go, why is it green? Yeah. Why do why do I have like these webbings in between my fingers? Why do I have scales? Mm -hmm. Why when I look at this reflection, why is it that I can see these kind of fins coming out of my head and mm -hmm. I look like this fish being and I'm sitting in this canoe and I'm on this planet that's made of almost complete water and the water is like this purple jelly kind of like water it's not water splash splash water is like a jello substance hair gel kind of looking purple water with sparkles in it almost looking like it was electrified itself every now and then a shock of electricity will go through these waves and I'm on this, I look up at the horizon and I can see like this huge moon or like planet and then another small moon and then another smaller moon in the distance. And I can see this massive set. And then I'm just like, why do I have scales? And why do I look like this? And all of a sudden it's, that's the end of the memory. But I just remember being in that memory wondering why I look the way I look like, why don't I have human fingers and hands? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out in my head, is that a past life memory? Could I have melted with another being? I, I, I just don't know. So, yeah. Well, my, my perspective of that is absolutely that is one of your other lives. And at the quantum level, all timelines exist simultaneously. And so it's actually a life that's concurrently going on that you were able to tap into that memory and because we have so many, we are multidimensional beings, right? So we can tap in to any of these other lives and really get that experience. And so, yeah, you are definitely way more non-Earth than you are this Earth. But, and I, I can't, I don't know without, you know, regressing you or whatever to know whether, like, do you have other earth lives but some people this is their first incarnation here um, it feels very weird and strange to me <laughs> i've always felt like whoa what is this place but i always was like maybe everybody feels this way no <laughs> um, i i run across 
people that definitely do not feel like they're from here. But then there are a lot of people who are very earthbound, like mm-hmm. they are very grounded here and they feel like, okay, this is home. And so they, they've had a lot of experiences here on earth. And, you know, we are, we all are connected to everything. We all are everything. Just like you've got to experience being part of the blade of the grass and the butterfly yeah. wing and all of that. So Oh my gosh, I I cannot wait to watch the documentary. Like I am so excited for this. And so, what's the name of it? It's called um, "Calling All Hybrids." Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So, so I think everyone watching or listening probably has access to Amazon. And um, anyway, so definitely check that out. And where can people find your music if they're like, oh my gosh, I need some inspirational music. Yeah, for sure. I'm on I'm on pretty much all streaming services as far as my music goes. You just got to look up the name that you see above me, which is Skits the PLK, and then all my music could just pop up. I got an album called Sagittarius A-Star, which is pretty much, you know, I, I call it the radio station for the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. So there's just a whole bunch of tracks of like just inspiration, love, music, and my wife do the music together so i produce all the music i mix and master all the music i write a lot of it and then me and my wife does all the vocal parts if i'm not doing the singing she's doing the singing and then i'm rapping most of the time so that's pretty much what we got going on there as well as you know i'm also a part of the boulder exo um, group out here in Boulder, which which we bring speakers out to Boulder, we bring researchers out to Boulder to like get our community in, more involved and more knowledgeable about our family from the stars. So if if anybody could go check out boulderxo.com, so that's boulderexo.com for any updates going on, that would be amazing. I actually sit on the board and I'm super proud to be a part of this project. So I'm just like insanely pumped about promoting them. And I was just on another podcast um not too long ago called aliens ufos and ghost stories with a good friend of mine named jake robbins he he runs that podcast and we had a great conversation on there as well so if people also want to go out there and support him that would be amazing and as far as that goes i'm relaunching my podcast here pretty soon to have the podcast i had it going for a little while but decided to make it a little bit more youtube based so i'm kind of revamping the studio and doing a launch but that's happening again pretty soon and if you want to know anything that's happening with me or want to pick up any merch to support you know the things i got going on in in the movement uh, you could go to schizomusic.com which is s-k-i-t-z-o music.com and um yeah go check out the documentary comments five star leave a review if it really touched you it would be amazing if you could comment because it also helps with the algorithm and boosting it out to everybody so yeah, yeah this, this this was a ma- an amazing conversation i mean we could keep on going i don't know if you have a time we script i know well, we're gonna- <laughs> oh man but I, I we can have you back on again too i would love it i would love it i would love it love it i would love it we would totally love to have you um a part of the boulder Exo as yeah. well so we're going to get your information and talk about yeah. that as well yeah for sure i would love that and so do you have any plans to write any books on your experiences i'm actually working on an ebook as well called um calling all hybrids all right. when et meets hip-hop and it's kind of like 
I'd say a little bit about my stories, but I try to get more into the emotional aspects of what I was feeling. And mm -hmm. I try to focus on giving, you know, more ideas of how I was dealing with it. Because a lot of people don't touch on the fact that if you don't know what's happening, this can be very, very fearful. It could be very, very traumatic for some. So I try to give people the information within the book to kind of hear what I had going on with me, how I was feeling, and then how I pulled myself out of it and some ideas. I even, in, in one chapter, I teach you how to take your experiences and turn them into poetry. So it's like, I have a chapter base. So maybe you have experiences that you don't want to tell everybody. I show you how to get it out there in an art form. And you can always say, oh, you know, that's just art. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just a way for you to get it out there. So, yeah, for sure. I'm working on that book. I'm hoping to have it done by mid-September, the latest. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> I know. Incredible. And, I mean, just what a beautiful, bright light you are. And thank, thank you, you so for spreading all of this love because that's what we need now. Gaia needs us. <laughs> I, I totally agree. It's all about peace and love with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's all about peace and love. Also, remember to ground yourself. Like, go barefoot in the grass. We're electromagnetic beings. The earth is a uh, magnetic, and the sun is electric. So, get all the information and 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 the healing that you can get from the earth. I know when I feel sick, I'm barefoot in the grass. That's usually how I heal myself. Mm -hmm. uh, meditation is usually good, and uh, a lot of home remedies. I I recommend just really loving on yourself and loving other people even people that you dislike find a way to love them because you take that energy with you and you tend it tends to sit in pockets of your body that end up just doing more damage either mentally physically you it's just not worth doing anything but transmuting love so i definitely am with you on the peace love and light movement my friend i am here when you need me <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I'm like super, I feel super blessed and honored and humbled. I mean, you've you've worked and you've done so much for the community yourself and you're so like you loved and revered. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to a rough guy like <laughs> like skits. <laughs> I have enjoyed this so much and I just ah. Oh. I can't wait to meet you in person one day because I know we're going to meet in person one day. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go out and do one of your tours. I would love to do a Steve <laughs> five with you one day and just hang out on one of your tours. That would be amazing. So maybe, you know, I'll get out there and you'll get out here. You do the okay. Boulder XO, I'll do your tour. There you go. We get to go. <laughs> Well, thank you. And for everyone watching or listening, thank you so much for being here. Check out Calling All Hybrids on Amazon and I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Peace and love. <laughs>